This is Rescuing Monday's podcast. I am Emily F. Eman and you are listening to episode number 34. Welcome back to Rescuing Mondays. This podcast is for people who are wanting to work better every day. For people who know that growing and becoming better at work and life is not easy or comfortable. Do you sense a disconnect between your life design and your daily duties? Are you stuck in a seemingly dead-end job, feeling confused, lacks clarity, or uncertain about your work? Do you dread Mondays? Mondays are a literal and metaphorical representation of the start of the work week. But here's what I know. Mondays do not have to be dreadful. We can blissfully rescue Mondays and work better every day. For a few minutes each week, you've come to the right place for a friendly advice, a practical next step, and a short prayer. And by the way, if you have a question, be sure to email me at grow at rescuingmondays.com or send me a private message on Facebook or Instagram at Rescuing Mondays. Success is not a comparison of what we have done with what others have done. It is coming up to the level of our best, making the most of our abilities and possibilities. You must decide if you are going to rob the world or bless it with your untapped resources stored within you. You are more than what you have done. Listen in. To die with your ability and use in potential unrealized is irresponsible. Let me repeat that. To die with your ability unused and your potential unrealized is irresponsible. Let me clarify that statement by using the life of the Apostle Paul in the Bible as example. There was a time in his ministry, or should I say his work as an apostle, that he said, I'd rather die. The Apostle Paul dedicated his life to preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. You can read about his life in the book of Acts, starting in chapter 9. In essence, preaching the gospel of the kingdom is Paul's work. In the process of doing so, he was subjected to persecution, beatings, and several periods of imprisonment. That's why he wrote his letter to Philippians to quote, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh, is more needful for you, end of quote. Though he preferred to die and be with Christ, he knew his purpose in life had not been completely fulfilled. There was yet much to be done. It was necessary for Paul to continue living. Isn't it interesting that Paul was not even thinking about himself, but about others? Which leads me to say this. Everything in life has the potential to fulfill its purpose Don't die without reaching your full potential even in harder days when you wished you'd be. In the words of the famous author Todd Henry, which is also the title of his book, Die Empty. Also, that potential lies the purpose for which you were created, and that is not to serve yourself but others like Paul. People generally fall into one of these three groups. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, 
and those who have no idea what happens. Which group do you belong to? Do you make things happen? Do you watch things happen? Or you have no idea what happens? Do you have a dream within you? A song? A painting? A book waiting to be written? Ideas? Visions? Dreams, desires, plans, and aspirations, they're clues to God's design for you. They are hints to your potential. In the words of Miles Monroe, In every seed there is a tree, in every bird a flock, in every fish a school, in every cow a herd, in every boy a man, in every girl a woman, in every nation a generation. There goes Do not let potential remain buried. We are responsible for the potential stored within us by the God who created us. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Because what you see is not all there is to it. Let's define potential. According to Mariam Webster, potential is something that can develop or become actual, a promise. Did you get that? Potential is something that can develop or become actual. It is dormant ability, reserved power, and used strength, success that yet have to become actual. Potential is all that you can be but have not yet become. All you can do but have not yet done. What you can accomplish but have not yet accomplished. Potential, therefore, is not what you have done but what you are yet able to do. That's why I said at the introduction of this episode, you are more than what you have done. To simplify this topic, let us turn to the most obvious example. When you crack open a guava fruit, what do you see? Mm -hmm. What part of mangoes is it that you don't eat and commonly throw away? And if you want to grow, say, a jackfruit, what do you plant? The seed, right? And so if I hold that seed in my hand and ask you what it is that I have in my hand, your obvious answer would be a seed. However, that answer is only a fact but not really truth. The truth is, I might be holding a forest, or perhaps a flower garden, or an orchard in my hand, because in every seed is a potential to grow more trees, more flowers, and an orchard. Seeds have trees that have fruits that have seeds, that have trees that have fruits that have seeds. Well, you get the idea. God created everything with potential, including you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. 
How can we be fruitful if we don't have the seed of potential within us? How can we increase if we don't have the seed of potential within us? Everything in life has potential, including us, especially us. There are two things I would like to tell you today as we approach not only the new year, but the new decade. Number one, don't settle for what you have. Number two, your potential will be realized in as much as you are willing to submit to the process. Point number one. Don't settle for what you have. I'm not saying you go all greedy and become self-ambitious. I am saying that you don't settle for just the good when you know you can be better. Three of the greatest enemies of potential are apathy, success, and comparison. Apathy. Don't accept your present state in life as final because it is just that, a state. So get up, shake the laziness, boredom, and indifference, and find your next simple step, even if it's just brushing your teeth and then do the next simple step again. Success. Do not be satisfied with your last accomplishment because success or accomplishment is not a lifestyle nor the end. Success and accomplishment are phases in the process. Comparison. You know what our problem is? We get our identities somewhere else or from someone else and not from God who is our creator. When we do this, we limit ourselves. It's like a refrigerator getting its full potential from another refrigerator. But not all refrigerators are made the same by its manufacturer. There are one-door refrigerators, double doors, fridge that are made for small hotel rooms, and those that are made for big industrial kitchens. There are those that need to be defrosted manually, and the most recent ones are frost-free. That's why even inanimate objects such as refrigerators cannot compare themselves to another refrigerator, because if they do, they will lose their specific purpose. If a regular refrigerator compares itself to another ref that has a nice dispenser, the regular refrigerator will not be able to maximize its potential to keep things frozen because it is so focused on that one function it doesn't have a nice dispenser. And I don't know why I am so caught up with refrigerators as my examples, but you get my point. We will not realize our full potential if we keep comparing ourselves to another. We were not created the same, but each of us have specific assignments from God, and these assignments are our potential to become fruitful and increase. Ladies and gentlemen, let's shake off apathy, success, and comparison in our way to realizing our potential. There's so much more. Let's go to point number two. Our potential will be realized in as much as we are willing to submit to the process. Nothing in life is instant, friends. Nothing God created is instant because God does not operate in the instant. We go back to Genesis. We see that God did not create a ready-made human race. The earth was not given an instant population. God created Adam then Eve, not a million people right away. God knew that in Adam and Eve, there were enough people to fill the earth. 
get this. Anything instant has the potential for danger and toxicity. Instant noodles, instant coffee, instant anything. Instant was created because of man's quest to rush things. Instant is man's version of shortcuts. We all know where shortcuts lead, and they do not usually have happy consequences. Mostly, they leave us hurt and wounded. However, anything that submits to the process has potential for the right things, greater things even. God is more concerned with our character in the process, and he also wants us to enjoy the process, as in the case of Adam and Eve giving birth to the next generation. God is more concerned with building a strong, solid foundation so that when we are released to reach our full potential, we will have the character to handle it. Real growth is slow growth. It cannot be rushed. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count a slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-9 to This is the word of the Lord. Lord, we know that all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. We don't want to presume that we know what that purpose is, nor do we want to spend a lifetime trying to figure out what we are supposed to be doing and miss the mark. We pray that you show us clearly what our potential is and lead us in the way we should go. Release us to our potential according to your will and enable us to reach them for your glory. Amen. Here's your practical next step or your homework this week. Go someplace you can be alone with your thoughts to think which is it that makes you settle for what you have. Which is it that hinders you from becoming better? Is it apathy, success, or comparison? Dig deeper and be honest with yourself because before you can deceive others, you first have to deceive yourself. And when you know what it is that makes you settle, Give it to God in prayer and watch how He changes you over time. Let's continue the conversation over at Rescuing Mondays on Facebook and Instagram or at the website rescuingmondays.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. Please really leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Because when you subscribe and write a review, you help Rescuing Mondays be more visible. And in turn, we are able to encourage more people. Also, please be sure to go and share this podcast to your friends so that they too can subscribe and write a review. Let's make those algorithms work in our favor. Thank you very much. Music for this episode is by Raphael Crocs. You, yes, you have potential. You ought not to be the same person next year or next decade that you are this year or this decade. You don't even have to wait until next year. You can start right this moment. Who says you have to wait until next year? Live your life to the maximum, friends. Refuse to allow any of God's gifts to stagnate. Thanks for listening to episode 34 of Rescuing Mondays podcast. 
I'm Emilio F. Iman. Come join me again next week. Remember, Mondays do not have to be dreadful. We can blissfully rescue Mondays and work better every day.